Welcome to the Consecrating Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Elena Borto. My guest today is Barb Bennett. She serves in my young single adult ward, and she has such a humble and sweet spirit about her. She tells me an experience she had when the Lord had different plans than hers, and how God answered her prayers in such a unique way, and how Heavenly Father is so much more smart than we are, and He always knows what He's doing. My name's Barb Bennett, and I grew up in Canada and was very blessed to marry a dual citizen of the U.S., and I'm now a dual citizen myself. Um, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I have been my whole life, love it. I am, uh, I'm married, as I said. Um, <laughs> my husband and I have two children, and uh, they're grown, and I, I was a stay-at-home mom for years and years and years. Um, I then was blessed to go back um, to serve in the temple as a temple secretary. And then I now, since my kids are grown, I work uh, with some, a surgeon's office, and mm -hmm. I love it. And it's really fun. I'm a medical secretary there. So, mm, yeah. That's awesome. And today you wanted to share a personal story about consecration. I've been following your podcast. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's so cool. <laughs> I love you. that you did it on consecration. Mm -hmm. And so I got thinking about it, and I thought, what is consecration? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. um, consecration is something I believe that in our church when we're baptized, it's one of the things we make a covenant, a promise to God that we will care for other people. And then also when we're able to take the covenants in the temple, we also um, promise to covenant with God to give him um, our time and our talents and those kinds of things. And I just want, I got really thinking about it, just trying to understand what it meant. And my feeling is consecration is we have the idea, we give up our good. Mm -hmm. We picture ourselves, anything good in our life, oh, I've got to give it away. And it is so much more than that. We also give up the bad. Mm -hmm. We give up the sad and the hurt and the pain and all of it. We literally give him everything. And so for me, consecration, I would say, is trusting God completely. Um, consecration, I believe, lifts our eyes from this world to an eternal perspective. We look to our Father and our Savior. Um, and the other thing with consecration is, am I worried about pleasing myself, pleasing other people, or am I worried, am I concerned about pleasing God? Mm -hmm. So I feel like when I consecrate, that I'm pleasing God. Mm -hmm. um, so, and then I, I thought of a couple things. Um, I, when I was quite young, I'd heard a quote from President Packer, for the life of me, I can't find it. Mm -hmm. He's a leader in our church, and it was, turn your life over to God and give it all to him. And then President Monson, again, I could not find the exact <laughs> quote, but I know they said it. I, uh, it was very life-changing. Mm -hmm. He also added, turn your life over to God. But then he also said, be available, do your part, do, do what the Lord asks you to do. And so I've come up with kind of a, this is my own life formula that I've kind of come up with, and I'm sure other people have come up with it too, but it works for me. Um, when I want to see God's hand in my life, I have prayer. I need to have patience. Patience, I feel like, brings peace. I need to be prepared to trust and follow my Heavenly Father. So it's prayer, patience, peace, and prepared to do what He asked me to do. And then the, the story that I thought I'd share with you um, I call it my dime story. My mm -hmm. close dear friends have heard this, but I've never shared it publicly. Um, but it's a very a very private almost and a very sacred story, but I felt like I wanted to share it with you. Mm -hmm. um, so what had happened is, as a family, we were a young couple, and we had, um, my husband had, when we moved down here, my husband started school. And so 
it was he was a little older when he started and we already had two kids and I had a chronic illness and I couldn't work and was not really much used to to my family I felt like he had a lot on his plate because I was so sick at the time um, I was for for quite a few years until we were able to find a surgeon that that uh, helped me out anyhow um, we'd saved and scrimped for this dream vacation we were so excited my husband had finished his his schooling and we had followed the prophet's counsel we paid off all our debt we're like we're gonna have this dream vacation um, well we also believed in listening to the prophet and paying off our debt um, well then life happened and we had a surprise huge house repair that we weren't expecting and my daughter had to have emergency knee surgery it was pretty pretty bad and she was in a lot of pain and the money we had saved was just exactly enough to pay off the house repair and to pay off the surgery wow so all that money that we had saved yes we're having this vacation the lord had different plans for us mm -hmm. and at the time it was just i was struggling with depression and just with i find chronic pain brings on depression mm -hmm. that seems to be i've not met anybody with chronic pain that doesn't struggle with with anxiety or depression and mm -hmm. it was it was a rough time mm -hmm. i was really 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 discouraged mm -hmm. um i felt like i was and i'll actually read from right from my journal when this happened I felt defeated um, I felt like the Lord had abandoned me I was pouring out my heart to him to ask him for help and as I was doing this I thought of a story I'd recently read an email someone had sent me and it's about um, the fact that like the widows might we have we give our everything we give our two mm -hmm. and then the Lord sometimes hands us back a dime and we look at it and we're like, but this is only one. I had two. Mm -hmm. And you think of a penny, it's quite a bit bigger than a dime. And we don't understand that it's actually what he's giving us back, which seems like less, mm -hmm. is actually more. Mm -hmm. And I was not proud of this, but I was mad. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, my first thought was, I felt kind of sarcastic. I wasn't proud of that. I felt like I was being patronized. Mm -hmm. Oh, be good. Like a child, pat on their head, go run away and play. So I just thought, oh, it's a faith-promoting story, and I'm just being pacified, and I just thought, whatever. I thought it was only my thought. I mm -hmm. thought, you know, I'm just, I was frustrated if the thought came from God, which I'm not proud of. Mm -hmm. And I was also frustrated that, you know, I'm just, it's one of those faith-promoting stories. And right now, I just want a vacation with my family. Mm -hmm. That's all I want. It's not, I'm not asking for a lot. Um, anyway, so I kind of brushed it off and went into my pouting state, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Well, a couple of days later, uh, my children um, were had a job with their dad cleaning out an office and it was an office he was working at the office was closed so I'd go in with them and we'd clean so they could make some, some money mm -hmm. and we'd usually go in there on Saturday mornings because there was no one there well this particular day my daughter and I were standing together in the hall my son was behind us I could hear him vacuuming so I knew he wasn't there and as we were just standing there talking in the hall there was a doorway in front of us and something rolled out of that doorway and at first I thought it was a mouse or an insect so I kind of jumped you know thinking it was something there was literally no one else in there it rolled on its side and it landed right in front of me and it was a dime and there was no one there mm -hmm. and I knew I, I was a little astounded got the message that mm -hmm. the Lord was saying no I that was for me mm -hmm. um, well since that time I've had hundreds and hundreds of dimes show up at times when I've desperately needed them um, I found them in pockets when I knew I hadn't had a dime in there. Um, I'm very fastidious about keeping things out of my pockets. You know, I just don't store change in there or anything. Mm -hmm. um, 
we uh, I found one sitting on the top of my laundry not too long after that one sitting at the bottom of my washing machine uh, my kids my husband doesn't even like change so we don't <laughs> usually have change in the house and it would always be just a single dime mm-hmm. um, one of my favorite stories of all this was um, we had an old carpet that was in our house and was just stained and dirty and was it was time to clean it it was time we had bought an older house it was time to change it and I was nervous because I was like okay this is a lot of money and you know it's taking our savings mm-hmm. we decided to save some money that we'd pull up the old carpet and under the threshold of the door leading to the garage the only thing under the old carpet was that single dime um, when I went to the temple when I was working there one day anyone who's been blessed to, to serve in the temple or be in the temple knows you don't usually find money there I walked into the recorder's office where I worked there were two single dimes sitting on the ground mm-hmm. um, there and it has this this story started back in March of 2006 mm-hmm. and it's been going on to this day mm-hmm. um, anyone I tell I'll warn you <laughs> if I tell you this story they oftentimes will find dimes in very strange places mm-hmm. my son when he was on his mission was he was at the MTC and just just discouraged and like everyone gets on their missions and wasn't sure what to do and was praying and walked into the shower and there was a single dime sitting on the shower floor. So he sent it to me because he wanted me to know that my prayers were being answered for him. And he served his mission and did a did just a fabulous job. Um, let's see, I'm just look. I wrote myself a couple of notes. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a family emergency one time with one of our children and we were heading to the car to go pick up, to go pick up a family member and right outside the door was a dime. Um, I've gone into, I'll never forget going into uh, Walmart one time and opening up the bags. You know how you open up the, the when you're doing your own personal um, self-shopping. Mm-hmm. What am I trying to say? Self-service. There you go. <laughs> your own self-service. Um, and I looked in and in the bottom, there's a single dime there in the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, when I went to went to the temple recommend, to the stake center recently, um, this is actually back in 2008. It seems recent. Mm-hmm. Um, went to renew my temple recommend on the table where they have you sign up for the recommends there was a single dime mm-hmm. just places where you should not see them right. um, I went to clean out the primary closet one day and uh, went went to take the quiet books home to wash them there was a single dime in there and it it just feels like there's it's a message from my Heavenly Father when I need it and a time of discouragement when it'll just show up in the most random places mm-hmm. um, my husband was changing offices at work and went into an empty room and the only thing in the entire room was a single dime that he brought home for me so it's been um, let's see okay sorry I'm just looking through my notes just, there's so many of them <laughs> anyhow and I'm not going to tell you all of them but there's there's been a lot yeah. there's been a lot um, but it's just and I find I have other friends that you know the Lord speaks to us I think in individual ways mm-hmm. and I love that because we're not collective the Lord ministers to us individually mm-hmm. and says, I know you and I know your name and I will let you see something that means something just to you and I. And that's so beautiful. When mm-hmm. you think of how many hundreds of millions of people there are that he knows us individually and mm-hmm. cares for us individually. I, I just, I've loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyhow, so that's, yeah. that's my dime story. I love so, that. Yeah, thank you. that's so awesome. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And then to go along with that, there's another story that other people might have heard. It's the story of the little girl who has the pink neck pearl necklace, and Daddy says to her, she saved up all her money. It's a plastic pearl necklace. She saved up all her money, and, and Dad says to her, will you give me your necklace? And she's like, Daddy, 
it's my pearl necklace I love this it's special to me and he says do you trust me and finally after a couple of days she gives up the necklace he pulls out a real pearl necklace and gives it to her Mm -hmm. and so many times and and my it doesn't mean that your life is now perfect when you when you turn your life over to the lord mm-hmm. but the things he gives us are so much more than a vacation mm-hmm. or pearls or anything it, it, the things that he is willing and wanting to give us are so beautiful and even in this life we may not i i don't know that i realize the things that i've been given i think it might take an, an eternity to understand that the things that I feel I've been taken away from me and that the things he's given me are so much more for my eternal benefit and blessing. I I think Mm -hmm. it will, I think it'll take a lifetime. Yes. Uh, That just reminds me because, so the episode before yours Mm -hmm. is with my brother and my sister-in-law and she mentioned that like when she was growing up, sometimes she felt like her parents were out to get her or something (laughs) like but, like, now that she's a parent, she's mm-hmm. like, oh, my parents just only wanted the best for me. They were always doing the best. It, I feel like it's even more so with our Heavenly Father, though. Like, he knows so much better than we do about what we actually need and everything. So, yeah, I totally agree with that. Amen to that. <laughs> That's so true. And and I think I'm so grateful for the opportunity to think about this. I was telling you earlier that I've I've really given, given a lot of thought and prayer because I wanted it to be... I, I wanted this to matter. I wanted it, if I'm going to take this precious time that you have, mm-hmm. um, I wanted it to mean something. And I hope I hope it means something to someone. But I, mm-hmm. I really, I think so many times, like I say, as Christians, we feel like we have given up so much. But we also get to give up the ugly and the mm-hmm. hurt and the pain. The Savior says, you know, come bring it all to me. Ha- give it to me. And then what he gives us back is what we can handle and he gives us back beauty from ashes and mm-hmm. we give him our ashes we give him our and and i think so many times i don't know i'm sure it's not just me but i find myself going i have to fix things i have to do it first and then i'll go to god mm-hmm. and he has always said to me no give it all to me i want all of it i mm-hmm. want i remember one time when i was going through a really rough time and i was praying and trying to be strong and trying to say nice things and i remember the feeling that came to my heart was stop just tell me the truth and that's exactly what i did with this dime thing is i said i'm mad i'm angry i have this money we were going to do a dream vacation you know a vacation i feel like isn't a it's not a what's the word i'm looking for um it's not something that's I mean, everybody gets a vacation, if that makes sense. It's not something that I'm asking for gold or asking for, you know, something unusual, something Mm -hmm. that's too much. I was like, all I wanted was a vacation. And yet what he's given me back in not having that vacation and being able to be out of debt, you know, and not and paying off those bills and having the freedom from that he's just so much smarter than I am. Yes. I, I just keep needing to remember that he's really, really smart. He's, <laughs> he is the ruler of the universe. He is the reason that the, the stars stay in the sky and the sun revolves and that we have just enough heat that we need and that we have the rain when we need. I mean, mm-hmm. he is he is the all-powerful creator. And I don't need to, you know, I was I actually jotted this down, Jacob 4, um, Jacob 4.10, we're, we're told, Seek not to counsel the Lord, but to take counsel from his hand. For behold, ye yourselves know that he counseleth in wisdom and in justice, in great mercy over all his works. 
And the other one I wrote down that I, a couple more, is Psalms 52:22, which is cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. And my favorite of all time is Proverbs 3, 5, 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. And I don't have the quote exactly, but I've heard it said that our lives are like a tapestry and we are looking up from underneath. If you've ever seen a tapestry, what a mess it is underneath. It just looks like somebody just threw up thread. It looks terrible. It's just nasty. But he sees the top. He is the, the, the tapestry creator and he sees the beauty of what's happening. And so there's so much trust, I think, that we need to have in our Father in Heaven. And the more that we let go and consecrate our lives to him it's such it isn't a punishment it's it's the only way to live mm -hmm. it's a blessing yes so. i love that that reminds me of a scripture first samuel 16 verse 7 where it says man looketh on the outward appearance but the lord looketh on the heart I mean, I don't even know if this has to do with what you were talking about, but it, it all goes together. <laughs> truth but, is, is built on truth, so right. we're good. So I guess, like for me, what I struggle with is that I'm always like constantly worried about what people think of me. Mm -hmm. um, but what really matters is like what Heavenly Father thinks of me, mm -hmm. and it's just kind of like what you were saying earlier, where we really need to seek to please God mm -hmm. instead of pleasing other people nobody else's opinion really matters except God's so yeah I don't know well I've been on this earth a few more years and <laughs> I still struggle with that it's yeah. it's called being human I think part of it is is learning I I love and that just reminds me I love the scripture where he talks about um, love thy neighbor as thyself mm -hmm. we leave off the thyself part mm -hmm. we love our neighbors and we try really hard to love God and our neighbors but we're just as important. I remember my sweet, sweet friend that's passed away now, that's my angel friend. Um, she said to me once, I was sitting there, she, we were talking about Heavenly Father and promises and blessings, and I just said, oh, I just don't know if, if I'm worth you know, his time kind of thing. And she said, you're just not that special in a bad way. Mm -hmm. And it changed my life. I was like, <laughs> oh. I, she was like, I hate to disappoint you, but he doesn't love everyone and hate you. And I went, <laughs> well. And it, it, it was so, we were such good friends, and it was so mind life-changing for me because I realized, you're right, I'm not special in a bad way. He does love me. He doesn't love everyone, but he's putting me to the side. And But that's exactly what I believe Satan wants us to believe, is that we aren't worth loving. So therefore, that gives me a clue of how important we, we truly are. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just a question I have for a lot of people is, like, is there any advice that you would give your younger self? Mm. Like, if you could do it over again. <laughs> I love that. Do you know, it's funny. I, I, It's funny. I think when I think back of being younger, that's an interesting question because people always, I've noticed people that get older, that have older kids, are chasing youth. And I think I would not want to be a day younger because I have had an opportunity to learn all these things mm -hmm. and I would have to lose all that. Mm -hmm. um, I think it would be just to, there's actually something that I just recently came up with that I not came up with, that the Lord blessed me an understanding with mm -hmm. um, that I, I recently understood was that we should get all our love from him, let it come straight down to us 
and then take it out to others. But the problem that I've gotten stuck all these years is I expect to get that same love back from others, but they are struggling as well as I am. They're mm -hmm. human as well as I am. So the cycle needs to be up to the Lord, down to us, straight back. They can give it back to me, but my worth has to come from God. Mm -hmm. And it's Satan desperately wants us as women and as men to judge ourselves and to be critical of ourselves and to be unkind to ourselves. I think some of the nicest people I know are the meanest to themselves. Mm -hmm. My husband has a cute thing he says. When I would when I would put myself down, he would look at me and say, stop talking about my wife that way. <laughs> and it just melted my heart because I was like, yeah. And, and I'd laugh and he'd say, no, I'm serious. He goes, you're insulting my wife and mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not comfortable with that. And it, it really made a difference. It's, it's really helped. Um, the other thought, and I know people have read this before, but I just had one more thought I wanted to share with you was the um, C.S. Lewis. Um, he's a Christian writer. He actually was an atheist and then found God and mm -hmm. is one of the most beautiful Christian writers I've ever heard. How he talks about that if you're a living house, God comes in and he's going to redo that house. And you're like, wait a minute, this hurts. He's got to get the drains right. He's got to stop the leaks in the roof. He's knocking the house around. And you thought you were going to be a cottage, but he's making a palace. Mm -hmm. And it is hard. And I think I think if I were to say anything to my younger self, it would be, it's this isn't the end. It's not over. It's There's so much more to come. And, and never give up would be the other one I would say, mm -hmm. is never give up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, That's beautiful. Thank you. I like to ask all my guests this question. What does it mean to you to consecrate your life to Jesus Christ? To me, to consecrate my life to him means to give it completely to him. Um, the one thing one of the, one of the uh, leaders in our church, Neil A. Maxwell, said was that the only thing that we truly consecrate in our life, we can truly give to God that isn't his already, is our will. And so to me, to consecrate my life to the Savior and to my Heavenly Father is to give them my agency, is mm -hmm. to say, I'm yours. Whatever you want me to do, that's not easy because you don't necessarily get the things you think you want. But wow, the things you get are when you are patient and trust and the blessings that I have had since I have I have stro strived to do that. I'm, I am far from perfect. I can tell you and my anyone who knows me could tell you that. Um, but I, I strive to seriously give my complete and whole will over to him and as I'm able to do that as I have the as I'm as I'm able to trust him like that it, it just your life is never the same um, this is Luke twenty two forty two, father if thou be willing remove this cup from me is what our savior said and I love that he said this is hard I don't want to do this I love that he he was honest with his father but he said nevertheless not my will but thine be done Mm -hmm. that's so beautiful thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you yes and yeah. I just have to say I, I don't know that you'll keep this part or not <laughs> Elaine is one of the sweetest smartest Aww. most beautiful people I've ever met oh, I I was I'm embarrassing her I'm sure but I was I was drawn to her almost the minute that we met in Aww. our singles ward and she's just she has a beautiful spirit about her and as I'm just honored to be able to be here with you oh well so. I'm honored that you're my friend so. thank, you. <laughs> thank you so much yeah thank you my thanks to Sister Bennett, and thank you so much for listening. If you have any good suggestions for guests on my podcast, feel free to let me know by messaging me on Instagram or Facebook 
at consecratingpod. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, and I hope to see you next time. 